0: You will be rich and miserable, and you can be poor and quite happy with Jesus by your side.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On The Bright Side with Bobby.
0: Okay, someone once said this. Well, I've been rich and I've been poor And believe me, rich is better. Has anybody ever heard that line before? Well, you have to admit that it's our human nature to agree with that statement. Most of us strive or wish openly that we were richer. But I think we should examine that just a little closer. Remember when your mother said, be careful what you wish for? Well, that kind of applies here, because when we pray God's will for our lives, it usually involves including Him helping us be successful at something. But when we're sincere, we have to also be willing to accept whatever position that we're put in, including one that is lacking financially. Why would God ever want me to live in poverty? Well, God doesn't want you to live in poverty. But I can think of several reasons why he would let you be there. I mean, he could want to teach us, through hardship, to trust and depend on him. He may know that you would struggle spiritually if you're faced with too much prosperity and know you aren't ready for it. And many times he doesn't want us distracted, tempted with materialism or power at some particular time in our life. You see, the Lord wants to bless and grow our whole person as well as financially. But he knows it's not always best for us. It was Jesus who said to his disciples, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. We've heard that a lot. But what we forget is that just a few verses down from that, it said, Jesus beheld them. Now beheld, I looked it up. That means he got their attention. He made eye contact. He meant for them to understand what he was saying. He said, With men, this is impossible. With... with no, excuse me. He said, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. You see, what Jesus was saying is that riches are either a blessing or a curse. And while it can be a tremendous blessing for a faithful Christian, the sad truth is most people can't handle prosperity and keep Christ the center of their life. So I hope the young men especially are listening to me this morning. And I've spoken to many young men. And I sense only too well the smell of ambition because I was once just like them, driven to succeed, determined to be young and rich. But the lessons learned on that track were were brutal. And it blinded me and it distanced distanced me from the fellowship that I should have had with the Lord. What I learned during that time is this, that making money is not the purpose of our life, but it can get in the way of it. And our financial condition, rich or poor, should have nothing to do with our happiness and contentment in the Lord. You will be rich and miserable, and you can be poor and quite happy with Jesus by your side. I don't know if Jesus ever spoke a more powerful truth that targets this particular generation than when he said, for what will profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Forward. i want to say again god wants to bless us and he wants for us to prosper but much more than that he wants us to grasp the internal view of things he wants us to recognize that our life here is but a speck in time and if we truly want the formula for success You'll find it again in the words of Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are you
1: struggling financially? Did you know that God has promised to supply the needs of his children? Up next, hear how God miraculously provided for a Christian college that was facing bankruptcy. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: And now back to On the Bright Side,
1: as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong
0: journey of faith. I want to encourage you in your finances this morning. You know, when it's time for the offering each Sunday, we know that it's meant to be a time to show our thanks to God for what we have and for us to show some discipline in our giving. But to be honest, offering time can also be a reminder of what we can't do and of what we don't have and of the financial stress we may be going through. Well, when that happens, I want to tell you that we have to resist that negative line of thinking because it can rob us of the joy we receive from honoring God in our giving. You see, what we can't give And what we don't have doesn't have any bearing at all on our ability to be blessed from giving what we can give of what we do have. And, you know, sometimes it takes faith to do that. And you know what? That's the way it's supposed to be. So you should never get discouraged at offering time because it's meant to be a time of worship no matter what financial condition you're in. In fact, it's a great time to just stand on God's promises and trust him for financial provision in your life. And I'm talking about promises like this one. Guys, put this up. Let me show you. Say this with me. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What a promise. Praise the Lord. So how are we to react? When we hear one of God's promises like this, when we are just hanging on financially, are we going? Are we doing something wrong? Or do we just not understand God's message? Well, the answer, of course, is no. You're not being punished, and God's promises will always stand. It's just that with every promise, there's a premise. And the premise is that you have to have the faith to stand on his promise. Listen, in that one promise, that verse in Philippians that we just said, is everything you need to build your faith and see God supply your every need. Just remember these three things. First, he is the God who is personal. Dan just said it a few moments ago. It says, my God shall supply. That means it's personal. Paul said, he's my God. Sometimes we should all just declare, he is my God to ourselves and our circumstances. Amen? And then remember this, that he is the God who makes promises and keeps them. It says, my God shall supply. It doesn't say he might supply, but he shall supply. And God always keeps his promises, but he wants us to stand on them when we're staring at a need. And then watch him work things out on our behalf. And finally, remember that he is the God who is powerful. Powerful. It says he shall supply all your needs. God won't leave you hanging. There's not one legitimate need in your life that God is unable to respond to. He's already aware of your need and he's just waiting for you to trust him to supply all of them. Listen to this. Years ago, the Dallas Theological Institute was facing bankruptcy and the creditors were set to foreclose at 12 noon on a particular day that morning the founders of the school met in the president's office to pray that God would intervene in the situation one of those men who prayed was the famed Bible teacher and author named Harry Ironside when it was his turn to pray brother Ironside prayed Lord the Bible says you own the cattle on a thousand hills please Lord Sell some of them and send us the money. While they were praying, a cattle rancher strolled into the school office. He approached the secretary. Howdy, ma'am, he says. I just sold two carloads of cattle over in Fort Worth. And I feel that God wants me to give this money to the seminary. I don't know if you need it or not, but here's the check. The secretary took the check into the room where the men were praying. When the secretary handed the check to the president, it was the exact amount needed to pay the bank. The president recognized the signature as a cattleman, and he said, Harry, God sold some cattle. Praise the Lord. God will supply your need this morning. It's not unusual for us to have problems. And it certainly normal for us to have financial problems, but God has a purpose behind every problem. And one of them is for us to learn to trust him. We can't let financial problems, problems get us down and we have to keep praying and we have to keep trusting God because he's promised he'll take care of us. Just remember this final thing. When you're going through a financial problem, the Lord said in this world, you will have some trouble. But he said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. Will you receive that word this morning into your financial life? Will you trust Lord the Lord for your needs this morning? I know you will.
1: Have you ever made a really bad decision? We all have made mistakes, but thankfully they are not the end of our story. Coming up next, learn how to avoid bad decisions in the future. On the Bright Side,
3: we'll be right back Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So, if you own a retail business of any type,
1: We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side.
0: I want to talk a minute about making good decisions. And to do that, I first have to tell you about a bad decision that I once made. When I was a boy of 13, I played football. We had a pretty good team, and in the last game of the season, we were marching down the field with just a few minutes left in the game. Now, I was the quarterback, and because we had a two-touchdown lead, the coach called timeout, called me over, and said, Bollinger, just keep the ball on the ground and run the clock out. I said, sure thing, coach, and I went back to the huddle. And when I went to call the play, our wide receiver, a boy named Chucky. Yeah, his name was Chucky. He said, look, Bobby, this is the last play of the season, and because of my age, this is the last play I'll ever have on this team. It's my last chance to make a touchdown. you got to throw me a pass, please. So I looked over at the coach on the sideline. I looked back at Chucky. I look back over the coach at the sideline and I'm starting to get this look from the coach. I look back at Chucky, he's saying, please, I then called a pass play into the end zone. When I took the snap from center, I immediately was facing this blitz of rushers. So I turned and I was running for my life and right before I was hit and made a mangled mess, I heaved the ball to the very corner of the end zone where Chucky was supposed to be. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this little defensive back for the other team jump up and intercept the pass and begin to run in the other direction. All I could think of at that time was, uh uh-oh. I managed to jump up and go after him. I had to stop this disaster in the making. I had one shot at him at the 50-yard line, but when I dived to tackle him, Not only did I miss him, but he stepped on my hand and he broke my thumb. And he just kept running and scored a 109-yard touchdown. Later, I learned it was the longest touchdown on record in the state. So I told you that painful story so that we could just agree that I made a bad decision. And is it any wonder? I mean, first, I undermined by authority. Then I took an unnecessary risk. And then I had to live with the humiliation and the consequences of my actions, my broken thumb being one of them. But the thing is, my decision never had a chance for glory because I made it for all the wrong reasons. You know, the word of God is full of stories of people who made bad decisions like me. Let's take Jonah, for instance. Lord, the Lord gave Jonah a mission. Go to Nineveh and preach to those heathens over there. But it didn't make sense to Jonah to go to Nineveh. That was a bad and dangerous place. So instead of going to Nineveh, he takes a cruise. But God wasn't through with Jonah just yet, how many know that our bad decisions don't alter what God intends to do? The word says my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Well, you know the rest of the story. Jonah's ship wrecks. He gets swallowed by a fish. I figure just about the time Jonah sees the teeth of that whale, it's when he said, uh-oh. You see, when Jonah decided on his own not to go to Nineveh, his decision never had a chance for glory. Well, thankfully for Jonah and for us, our bad decisions don't have to be the end of us. They can bring us to a place of repentance and restoration because of the amazing grace of God. And he can use the circumstances that we get ourselves into to teach us, to grow us, and for us to learn to trust him. Every important decision either has the chance for glory or it doesn't. When we make them impulsively or selfishly or to satisfy our lust or for our ego, those decisions never have a chance. It's kind of like when King David decided that he had to have this girl Bathsheba. I can tell you that decision never had a chance for glory. But when we pray for wisdom and that the outcome that we seek in our decision could only bring honor and integrity to the situation, then the decision always has a chance for glory. Not our glory, but God's. So listen, we're, we're all going to make some bad decisions, but God is faithful, and the Word says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your way straight. He will make your way straight. That means He knows our way needs straightening. Our way is not straight. And our own decision-making is one of the reasons that our way gets crooked. But if when we make decisions, we give them a chance for glory, then we'll begin to understand the passage of the Scripture in Isaiah. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N E B O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847 312 8197.
4: Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com.